You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's show, I'm talking with digital strategist, Amy CQ. If you are a solopreneur who has problems or questions with how to stand out in the online landscape, or if you feel that there's something missing in your life career-wise, tune in for a lighthearted but down-to-earth talk about building a career or business around your preferences. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com, and we are here for another kick booty interview with the solopreneur that's really rocking it. Her name is Amy CQ, and she's a digital strategist, and I'm going to let her take it away from here. Amy, can you share a little bit about what you do and your story? Yeah, sure. Well, first, thanks for having me here. Um, So yeah, a digital strategist, you know, what the heck does that mean? Sometimes uh, I would say it's a newer title because we're, as solopreneurs, we're going online now. And uh, that online piece kind of shakes up people a little bit, uh, whether it's the technology, whether it's how do I, what social media platform should I be on? And like, I don't know how to present myself online versus offline kind of thing. So I help people do a little bit of that, mostly around their their branding or how they're really putting themselves and their business out there, uh, all the way to how do you optimize your website to make it conversion focused, to make it work for you. As I put it, hire your first employee through your website. So I kind of help through those all those digital pieces that us online solopreneurs have to deal with nowadays. Great. I know a lot of people that (laughs) would be very interested in your services, Amy. So let's keep it rocking. Awesome. Uh, So let's backtrack a little bit. What was your inspiration for starting your own business? What did that look like? Um, And then what were your biggest challenges when you first started out? Well, I didn't come to it early on. I'd say, you know, uh, my background is very varied. I started basically at a high school. I had to work full time. So I kind of took administrative jobs where I could and kind of worked my way up that way and got to the point in my mid-20s when I said, you know, I, I really want to go to college. I got to figure out how to make that happen because I wanted to be more creative. I wanted to have that kind of outlet in my you know, career as well as my personal life. I've always kind of been an artist from birth, as I'd say. So actually, I joined the Air National Guard to pay my way through college for graphic design and actually painting. I was a double major. Graduated from there, got another, a new job right into graphic design in a studio environment. Loved it. It was great. You know, I got a lot of experience. And then I said, ah, maybe there's something more. Okay. Switched jobs, got a job as a, more of an in-house um, designer where you're working for one company, but throwing multiple kinds of projects at you, which was, again, awesome. But I always felt there was something missing. 
and I didn't quite know how to put my finger on it. I thought, well, maybe it's working for some other company or maybe it's a different kind of company. I work for nonprofits. I worked for profits. I worked corporate. I worked creative. Maybe I thought, oh my God, do I need another career change? But really, I finally figured out I want to work for myself. I was kind of getting to that point of like, if I keep saying I think I can do this better, then it was time to like put up or shut up hmm. and actually try it. So at that point, I had a conversation with my husband, you know, because I believe, you know, having a support system in place, whoever that may be, friends, family, spouses, you know, their support is crucial during that time. And so we kind of, you know, talked, talked it over and decided, yes, this was the right time. And it was something that was just, I knew I had to do. It was just, I knew it was going to make me a happier person all the, all around, or at least more fulfilled. So um, I took the leap and went on my own. Some people thought I was crazy. Uh, I got a lot of comments like, you're leaving that good job. Why would you <laughs> <Yes>. do that? <laughs> like, you know, and it really, it's, you know, for a second, it really stopped me because it was a good job. The people were great. I, I actually, I'm still in touch with them. I still hang out with them. Um, but there was a piece missing. And uh, that really, you know, that can shake up a lot of people I know. When, and when you're first trying to get out on your own, especially, and you're talking to other people about it. Sometimes you get a little like, uh oh, <laughs> am, am I being like, you know, just hasty and doing this kind of thing? But I kind of had to have faith again. I kind of went back to that support system and it was like, no, this is what you want to do. So let's make it happen. Um, and then, yeah, I just pretty much set a date and said, okay, this is going to be my last time at work and then I'm going to go on my own. Um, before that, I was doing a little moonlighting you know, after work, just little clients here and there. I couldn't take on all that much because I was working 40 plus hours a week at my day job. Um, but I did what I could to kind of start making connections, start going out, networking, uh, local area kind of thing, or just even making contacts online from people, family, friends. I had old um, high school um, classmates of mine that had started their own businesses, you know, hundreds of miles away where I grew up and they were like, Oh, Hey, I need somebody like you, you know, things like that. But, um, so keeping my eyes open when I was going through that transition really helped to kind of have something going and not just be like, okay, I quit my job. I'm sitting at home staring at a blank screen. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I, I, First of all, there's a few things I really love about what you're, what you're sharing. And the first thing I was really struck by was your kind of sense of experimenting. And it's almost like I can get a vibe of almost uh, a sense of play with life and in the sense of, okay, well, this job's great, but there might be something else. So just playing around with it and seeing, okay, well, this company, well, you know what? I'm getting kind of this strong instinct to go out on my own. And you know what? I've got a couple clients. I really think I can do this and let's do it. And there's something so powerful about listening to ourselves and listening to our own gut instincts. I can totally resonate with what you're saying, Amy, about people thinking you're crazy. I actually was accepted to medical school and I was on track to become a psychiatrist to which I dropped out of medical school because of that. <laughs> Again, no logical reason other than it doesn't feel right. I know there's something better out there. And lo and behold, a decade later, I did find a mental health 
framework that was really helpful to people. So um, it's so amazing to me that, you know, we just don't know until we know, you know, we yeah. can think we know what's going to happen, but until we're actually out living life and like you so beautifully alluded to leaning into the opportunities and being present to the people that are around us, that's where life is at. That's where the living is and the excitement. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it, it doesn't stop. At least it hasn't for me. And thank goodness, because I do like change. I am a person that likes change. <laughs> um, it hasn't stopped even through the years of having my own business. Is I'm constantly going through different evolutions in my business, different pivots, different like, you know, I thought maybe I wanted to be over here, but maybe I want to be over here. Um, you know, and then once you get there, you kind of decide, oh, I kind of like this, but maybe not this piece. So I'm going to get rid of that and keep with this. So it's, it's ever changing. And you're always like exactly what you said, treating it like an experiment helps, I think, too, in your mind, realize that things aren't like a failure. Things didn't fail. They were just an experiment that didn't work. And you learn from it and you move on to the next experiment, but you keep those lessons learned the next time so that you can perfect your formula. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for sure in my own life, I can see where I used to have uh, beliefs, you know, that were really limiting. And it, and it was, it wasn't until I saw those beliefs for what they were that like, Hey, I'm just making this all up anyway in my head as to what's important and what the best way to live is. So if I'm the one making it all up anyway, I don't really need to drive myself crazy trying to, again, reach for all these external goals or, you know, the million dollar mark or, or all these things. And it frees up a lot of creative energy. I mean, you're also an artist. Um, so I'm sure that, that, that also you, you resonate with that. Yeah. Wow. I'm also a singer, so <laughs> I get, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always say I have, I have one foot in each world. You know, I'm very much an artist and creative person, but I'm also very logical minded person. And so um, it, I, I definitely would say it was hard for me for a long time to get out of that job mindset of stop trying to recreate old jobs because that's what you think it's supposed to be like. And instead going, well, what do I want it to be like? Yeah. You know, maybe I don't want to work Fridays, you know, or maybe I want to work at night and answer all emails during the day, whatever it is. It was kind of like, it was an eye-opening moment of like, oh my God, I can set the rules here. I, I'm the boss. No one's telling me to work nine to five every day. Absolutely. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Uh, Megan, would you like to ask Amy a question? Sure. Uh, I love what you're saying so far because... I can relate 100% to it. Even still, sometimes I get into that, like, I should be doing this schedule, you know, because I've had a job that's similar and it's not the same, but maybe it should be type of thing. I don't know. And, and then I'm like, why are you waking these things up in your head, Megan? You're doing fine. Stop it. And uh, so I love that you said that. For your clients that are listening or any potential clients that may be listening, is there a certain business you like to work with or how is it that you go about signing clients up and implementing the work with them? Mm. Yeah, they're definitely, like I said, the solopreneurs, I think is definitely the group that I like to deal with because they're invested the most. Um, I've actually had people tell me, don't work with solopreneurs because they don't have the budget. They won't have the money to pay you. And I'm like, I, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that because I see people and I myself am a solo person. I've, I've invested a lot into my own business. So I'm like, 
I'm not going to really uh, agree to disagree <laughs> with that. Um, but I will in that niche, you know, in that kind of that broad market there, I love to work with people who find themselves on the left of center of things. They like to do things a little bit differently than everybody else. They like intelligent risks. Like they like to be bold. They like to put themselves out there, whatever that is, whether it's a little weird, whether it's a little quirky, whether it's um, very professional or, you know, uh, maybe in a very quirky field and they want to be the opposite of that. Um, I love working with those people. Uh, and I would say, you know, from my own journey through it and what I've found and, and pretty much why I love working with those kinds of people is that I found what I let myself be myself through my business and really show my personality, how I was, how, what I really wanted to say, how I really wanted to, my voice and tone online, that whole branding thing. Um, when I finally just let that be and got rid of those constraints of like, well, you know, in the designer world, for say, for instance, you know, well, they're more, you know, they speak more like this, they speak very academically, you know, they speak to their peers a lot, I know the jargon they use. Once I got rid of that, and was just truly expressing my brand as me, it was so much easier. It got so easy. People constantly being like, Amy, I love reading your stuff. I love reading your emails. I love reading your website. It's just, it's fun. It's not for everybody. I will say that. And I've had people come back and be like, nah, I don't think you should say that. But, you know, I was like, uh, you're really not my market. So it's okay that you don't like it. <laughs> I know the people that I'm trying to reach like it. Um, so that, that's basically what I love to help other solopreneurs do and to kind of show them that this is the potential of what your business could act like and be like out there. And it could be very easy and very freeing to be yourself. And in doing that, yes, it feels great. Yes. You know, you feel more authentic. You're out there, you're being yourself, your marketing comes easier because now you're just kind of speaking from your heart more. With a, re with a strategic, you know, reason, plan behind it. But it's also, you're going to naturally attract those kind of people that you want to work with. Because most of us solo people, we're either working one-on-one -on -one or we're working at least hand-in-hand -hand very closely with our clients. Maybe in a group setting or a course or something. But they're pretty much, they're buying access to you, your knowledge, your stuff. That's a very personal kind of relationship in the business setting in the wider business world that's very personal versus like i'm gonna buy the you know crackers on the shelf just because i don't know they look like they taste good um, but i don't care who made them you know <laughs> kind of thing um so having that personality come through and really you know attracting the right people the people that you kind of want to spend your working time with it's very really important and i feel sometimes it gets overlooked uh, or tries uh, sometimes it gets through uh, or people think you're going to get there by doing some kind of tactic you know some kind of like do do this Facebook ad but uh, all of a sudden you're going to get all the clients you ever wanted but are they the right ones do you want to work with them um, so yeah that that's my true true passion working with people 
um, the solo, the solopreneurs out there that are find themselves say quirky. <laughs> I love, love, love that you are focusing on the fact that we are all individuals. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is no one size fits all tool for building a business. It doesn't work that way, you know. And this beautiful piece that you're highlighting about being authentic. Uh, it's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And, you know, there's lots of thinking that goes with that. Often people think that they're one kind of person or another. Like I've got some friends who think, well, I'm an introvert. I can't do that. And, and I can't do this. And, and the truth is that our brains are like the world's greatest detective where whatever you believe to be true, your brain will find proof of that in your own world to back it up. But the truth is that's not an objective picture. It doesn't show at all what's actually possible for human beings, what's actually possible for people in their businesses. And you're pointing to that really beautifully, Amy, uh, which I really appreciate. Thanks. Yeah. It, it, you hit the nail on the head with the uh, objective thing, because even I can't do this kind of work, but the work that I do, I can't do it for myself. I hire people to help me with that because I can't be objective with my own stuff. I can't, you know, uh, I, I, I was, um, I heard it being an uh, the analogy of like, you know, it's like you're in the bottle and you're trying to read the label on the outside. You can't do it. You got to get people outside to say, wait, wait what do I look like? <laughs> what do I look like out there? And then decide, is that the way you want to go or not? And then, you know, move on from there. So. Oh, it's so huge. Uh, as I, I agree, having some people on your team, whether it's a coach or a strategist, you know, whatever that looks like for the individual to bring people on with them on their journey is huge for the object, object, objectivity. And what I find is really interesting is that I travel a lot. And right now I'm in Spain, living in Spain. And I have a lot of my friends from like Scandinavian cultures where it, it, they can't even get over the fact that you would ever bring someone on your team, whether it's, you know, for your mental health or for your business goals, like, well, I should be able to figure it out myself. But the truth is sometimes you, you are blind to it. It's, you don't know what you don't know until you know it, you know, and without being too woo-woo. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. I, I, okay. I, a question popped into my mind that I'm curious to ask you, Amy. Um, how do you define success? Ooh, that's a good one. Me personally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, however you um, want to take that question, you just run with it. Yeah, so I, uh, I think that's a great question to ask people, uh, especially, again, I know that the solo people, especially. Um, for myself, success equals freedom for me. So whether that's freedom to choose which clients I want to work with, what kind of clients I want to work with, freedom of my time, uh, freedom of my location, because um, that was definitely another big reason why I went on my own. Uh, I'm not as, you know, uh, I don't think I'm uh, as a globetrotter as you are, but even still, like if I had to move, my business wouldn't crumble. So I needed that location independence. Um, and freedom, freedom to take on side projects to say, hey, I've got this business, but I also, I'm multi-passionate. And I actually started a, um, a cartoon called Wicked Chicken, which was an idea from like almost 10 years ago, 
that I've just always doodled and started to like get into more and more. And I'm like, I have the freedom to say, I, I can work on that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna block off some time and dedicate to that side project. Um, so success to me is being able to have that freedom in my life. That's fantastic, Amy. I'm <laughs> secretly glad that you didn't say making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I didn't no, think that, you would. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, but that's the thing. It it could be to somebody. Yes, that's yes. their version of success. And you know, I would never want to tell people they're wrong. Nothing is wrong. It's just having that clear vision of where do you want to go instead of what I don't want people to do is just mimic what other people are saying. I think and that's what you're saying. Like, I want to have the six-figure launch and this and that with those kinds of things that we hear over and over and over again, which to some people, that is their, like, defining, like, yes, I'm striving to get there. I want to get there. And other people, it's something else. Yeah. So it's just finding that for you. Um, kind of goes back to that whole brand, kind of that authentic piece. It's just, there's no one way to slice it. You can do it all different ways. And still be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's something I just really love about this conversation as well, that you can't please everybody. Just to go back to that idea, this idea of, uh, you know, I was joking about the hundred million dollars because for a lot of people, that is just an outside in thing, right? That they've grown up in this culture and they think, okay, this is the definition of success as society says. So that's what I'm going to go for. But the truth is that it does differ from person to person. And on your journey creatively, you're not going to be able to please everybody. So for me, I've seen that more and more and that, okay, so here's the funny thing. Okay. Just to make this more realistic, <laughs> a real, a real life story. So as a singer, I didn't put songs of mine on YouTube for years and years and years and years. And <laughs> because of, again, this idea of rejection or of like, oh, what if someone doesn't like it? And oh, what would that say about me? And when I started to realize that other people's opinions have nothing to do with what's going on in the inside out, has nothing to do with the quality of my craft even, um, because there are some people that resonate with it. Some are kind of, you know, eh, it's okay. And then some people are just by nature are not going to like you or not going to like my music. Um, and I remember laughing once when a friend of mine said, Why, what are you so afraid of? Oh, someone's going to write a really nasty comment to you while they're sitting in their underwear that you don't even know and will never meet. And I laughed yeah. so hard because <laughs> it put it in immediate perspective of, of the truth of my thinking of how it was, you know, limiting me basically. Again, this, this worldview was just limiting and I could see it and it was quite, quite comical. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, I can totally relate because I think as, as a creative person, we wear our hearts on our sleeves a lot, a lot with what we do. We, we make things and that's a very, it comes from a personal place a lot of times. And if, if you're going like, I made this thing and someone like slaps it out of your hand and be like, I don't want that. That's crap. You know, like, Oh, that's, it's hard to take. It is very hard to take. Um, I know through um, college, we would just, uh, the, the critiques were brutal. And I think they were doing that a little because they had to kind of get you prepared for that, that some people might just, might not like it. 
<laughs> and not maybe not even as you know rationally based as what they were trying to you know the professors were trying to teach us but um that you know that that may happen and that you can't take it personally um but and you kind of have to trudge on because there are people that do like it and that will get it um eventually but it, it it's still it's still a scary thing yeah um, I think doing it, it's like a muscle, you know, you use it more and more, gets stronger and stronger. And I think you can kind of defend against a lot of that, like, oh, man, there's going to be trollers on here saying this and that. And it kind of helps you just be like, ah, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. I'm going to push send, you know, I'm going to push publish, whatever it is, and get it out there. Right. And that's the only way to build anything. You know, uh, Marie Forleo is a, a woman that both Amy and I know um, that does a lot of business coaching and uh, things like that. And, you know, she talks about that <laughs> clarity only comes from action. And, and until I saw that for myself, it seemed like a nice, happy catchphrase. But then when I saw the truth of what she was saying, well, of course, of course, my singing career isn't building. What am I doing? I'm not sharing my voice. I'm not <laughs> singing too loud because I don't want the neighbors to hear. Right. Yeah. So, so by the nature of not doing anything, of course, I'm not going to A, improve, and B, nothing's going to be built from there. And it really can be that simple in the moments where you can see it for yourself, which is beautiful because everyone's got the capacity at any moment to see something new for themselves. And I find that is amazingly uh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we live in the age where it's super easy, super easy to get your stuff out there. If you know, if a musician, you don't need a recording contract, you go on YouTube, put it up there, boom send people to it creatives you can just make your stuff put it out there put it on facebook share it and you know i am old enough to remember days pre-internet stuff you know when you, you didn't have that yeah you know, things were word of mouth or underground or like you had to be in the know and stuff and now you can kind of um you can go out there and just put it put it there it's it makes it easier in the digital world but it's also it's still scary you know because you you are kind of a, yourself kind of putting it out there yeah unfortunately as much as, as I've tried Amy I can't get out of uh, my humanity <laughs> so so some days you know I could feel really optimistic and great about something and the next day it will feel insecure and like I've also learned that there's no meaning when I feel insecure that there's no meaning it doesn't say anything about me as a business owner and me as a singer. And when people see that as well, I mean, freedom was a theme that we were talking about. Um, it, it really just opens up a new world of psychological freedom, which to me is also quite exciting. Meg, do you have anything else you'd like to ask Amy before we uh, end our time today? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot today. Um, it was great learning and hearing about what it is that you offer your clients. And I think it's, you know, obviously, like you said, it can be extremely scary. And Amy and I both know this from doing it ourselves and you know it as well, going online and just, just being yourself and being okay with that. I love that you shared that train of thought and, and how, how to kind of get over it in a way, because I think that's something that a lot of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs in general listening will need to hear time and time again, because we are human and we will fall back into our old habits and our old patterns and our own thoughts consistently and it's you know it's just a consistent day-to-day -day reminder that it's okay to be yourself you don't have to ask for, for permission and so I love that you really just kind of 
honed in on that. Um, so I don't really have any other question. <laughs> but I loved hearing all about your business. <laughs> oh, thanks. Great, Meg. And you know, just really quickly before we ask Amy, where uh, folks can find her uh, if they want to learn more about working with her. It just occurred to me uh, to share a story. I'm not sure if uh, either of you guys have read this before, uh, Amy or Meg, but there was an autobiography put out by a woman named Anita Morjani called Dying to Be Me. And it was an extraordinary story which really points the possibility of being human, not the probability, but the possibility. And she actually was diagnosed with cancer. She went into a coma. She had stage four cancer. Her organs started to shut down. She had a near-death experience where, as she can describe, she saw that her entire life, she was trying to be anyone but herself. She was living life for other people. And when she saw that all she had to do in life was to show up and be herself authentically, whatever that looked like, that that's all she needed to do. Um, she, she actually had a complete recovery from cancer. She came out of the coma. She shares about her experience now and really is, um, again, really in alignment with what we've been talking about today, about living life from the inside out authentically and maybe you know, being gentle with ourselves. You know, none of us are perfect. We're never going to be perfect. And it's okay. It's okay. And that you'll meet amazing people along the way, like Amy talked about, the support systems that were helpful for her, um, that there are people out there that have big hearts and open minds and, and, and help us, help us uh, see when we maybe can't see so objectively. So I really appreciate both of you being on the call. Uh, Amy, would you like to share with everybody where they can find you if they want to know more? Sure. Uh, my website, it's hugish.com. That's H-U-G-E-I-S-H.com. And uh, I have, you know, my offers there. Uh, my newest one, and kind of in alignment with what we were talking about today, is a brand plan as I put together. So it's more of like a strategic plan I can help you kind of put together uh, as a solo person who may or may not have a team yet or just DIYing it for now, but at least having you that objective eye um, on your brand and seeing what you're doing out there. And then I give my recommendations on what to work on now, maybe what you can save for later, or if you just want to buckle down and do it all, you have a good checklist to kind of go by. Um, you can find it there on the work with me page or just, you know, come by, read some blogs. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at the Amy CQ. If everyone just say hi. Perfect. Simple, Amy. I have so appreciated you uh, being on the call. I'm loving doing the solopreneur series. Again, my name is Amy Leo um, from reviveyoursanity.com. And we are all about uh, believing that it is possible to, to alleviate human emotional suffering. And we do that through really innovative educational retreats in gorgeous locations. Um, so if you're interested in that as well, you can check out more information at reviveyoursanity.com where we'll have a lot of big hearted solopreneurs um, down there this August in Costa Rica is our next upcoming event. So thank you so much, Amy and Meg. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, uh, love and light. My biggest take homes for today, I really enjoyed how Amy talked about freedom and that that was the theme of this concept of freedom and how 
that has manifested in her creating a business that's in line with her own unique preferences and that she wasn't looking to please and still isn't looking to please everybody. And that's actually what sets Amy's business apart and actually makes her more attractive to her ideal clients. I love how she was real with us and saying that it's not always easy to do, but it's like a muscle and that the more that you put yourself out there, the easier it does get. For me, I definitely can relate to that and have seen more and more for myself that the opinions of others or the haters <laughs> are just one interpretation and that it says nothing about where anyone's business is going and that there is no failure. There's only momentum and momentum is only created with action. So a take home to leave y'all with, perhaps being yourself isn't as scary as it seems, and maybe this is a secret sauce that can set you apart and catapult your career in business, especially when done with a slight strategic eye and with the assistance of coach, team, or a more objective person in your life. Until next time, keep rocking.